time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for being with us on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast today. Walter Storholt with you alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting with an office in Greensboro on Mears Chapel Road. You can find us online by going to greensbororetirement.com. Look for the free consultation button at the bottom of the page if you'd like to meet with Glenn sometime in the near future. That's greensbororetirement.com. On today's show, we're talking about excuses that keep us from retirement. You know, Glenn, sometimes people say they don't want to retire, and I think sometimes they really mean it. They just love what they do. They want to keep going as long as they possibly can. Other times, though, and I'm sure you find this when you meet with folks, it tends to be a defense mechanism. They're maybe compensating for the fact that they they don't feel like they can retire. It's not a matter of want. They just don't think they're able to. So I want to explore some of the possible meanings behind that statement, I don't want to retire. Now, the first one does seem legit for sure. It's the I love my career excuse. Do you come across that one a lot? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot necessarily, but you do hear it from time to time. And you know, and and you know, when people really do enjoy what they do, you know, it's it's fantastic. You know, I mean, they they don't feel like they sometimes they don't even feel like they're working, right? Because they really enjoy the, what what they do, and and you know, maybe it's a business or maybe it's you know, it is a position, you know, with a with an employer, but they really, really, really like it, and that's fantastic. If you're in that position, then then fabulous. Um, you know, more often than not, I, I don't see that as much <laughs> as what I see where folks are. It's like they're they're not really crazy about it, but they feel like they're kind of needing to, and you know, and that kind of thing. And what I would always say is, is that you know, even if you really really like what you do, you know, let's figure out, you know, if you had the choice, you know, and you could, you know, would you possibly either, you know, retire or possibly, you know, maybe cut back, you know, and and um, continue to do what you're doing that you love doing, but maybe not do it full time, right? You might, you know opt to do it, you know, part-time if you had the opportunity to do that and you had enough resources and you had a plan that would allow for that. And, you know, and so I always, you know, when we're, when we're having that conversation, it's really, I think, important for folks to know, you know, what position they're in and, you know, not just automatically say, well, hey, you know, I don't, you know, I want to just keep working because I really love what I do. That's perfectly fine. And that's a good thing. But we still want to know what your options are. And, And it would be a good, it would be good knowledge to know whether or not you have to continue to work or whether you're just you're truly working because you want to you know now i mean because the the wanting to continue to work you know can that that can actually you know coexist in both scenarios right you know you really like what you do but you don't have enough saved and so you you know you want to keep working and you have to keep working you can also have the scenario where it's just like you know you you have enough resources you don't you don't have to but you just want to and so you want to know if you know are you in the you know which position are you in you know are you a place of choice where it's like you're working and doing this because you really, really like it and you just want to continue doing it or, you know, you really, really like it. But, you know, if things change, you could you you could step away, you know, tomorrow if you wanted to. And that's good knowledge to have because it's really freeing and to know, you know, where where do you stand? Where do you stand? Great question to ask. That one will resonate throughout all the questions and excuses that we go through on today's episode. Another defense mechanism or excuse that we hear, Glenn, and this one often, I think, ends up being on that side of not, uh, you know, I don't want to retire, but I don't feel like I can retire. Uh, People kind of have this idea of saying, you know, I think I'd be bored 
if I was retired. So it's not so much they want to keep working. It's more so they don't have a plan for what's next, maybe. Right. You know, I mean, I, I hear this one sometimes and I kind of chuckled there a little bit because, you know, when I actually talk to folks who have actually pulled the trigger and retired and occasionally they'll say, well, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Guess what? Life happens. And, you know, if you don't have some plans about what you want to do, everybody who's in your life, who's important in your life is going to understand the fact that you are no longer working and they are going to find things for you to do and they will find, figure out ways to fill up your time. And I've had so many conversations with folks that, uh, you know, that say, you know, golly, I don't know how I work because I'm busy all the time. And I, you know, it's like, I feel like I've got a a new career because I'm doing this, I'm doing that. You know, maybe it's, you know, I was looking after the, you know, the the grandkids or, you know, maybe they're volunteering and they started to volunteer somewhere and their initial intent was to just do that for a few hours a week and they were doing a good job and then you know and, and the place they were they asked them to you know to volunteer some more and suddenly they they find themselves there you know all day every day so it's you know it, it's a very rare situation that you're going to find yourself bored it, you know you you might think so because it's like hey I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do and certainly before you pull the trigger you want to you know you want to have some ideas about what you want to do and in in the road that you at least want to start down but um, it's it's a rare scenario when somebody's just like literally sitting at home trying to twiddle in their thumbs trying to figure out what to do because you know that just doesn't happen and even if you, if you don't have any plans for yourself just about everybody else in your life will does that make sense oh i get what you're saying there absolutely yeah someone else is going to fill that time for you if you don't fill it yourself <laughs> that's right you know there's always there's always hey can you do this or would you mind doing that and Suddenly, you know, it become it becomes a scenario where it's like you're you're really busy, and you, know, mm-hmm. you might you might wish for some boredom. Yeah, well, we all as uh, as humans, a lot of us, I guess, tend to have this trait where uh, you know we, we maybe feel sometimes like we're always comparing ourselves to others, and maybe that leads us to thinking, you know, I don't have enough money to retire. We all want to keep maybe striving for more. Maybe there's it's comfort, maybe it's a lack of a couple of different things. How often are you hearing that as an excuse being used for why somebody won't retire? Just sort of, you know, I've saved a lot, but I still don't have enough money to retire. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I hear that some, you know, what what I hear probably more of than anything is is I'm not sure if I have enough. You know, I think I might, but I'm not really positive. And, and so, you know, and they'll ask me, it's like, well, you know, what's the magic number? You know, what should I have saved? You know, a lot of times folks will think in terms of, you know, there's just this universal number that, you know, because I hear that, you know, when, I, when I'm teaching workshops or when folks come in, they'll literally say, you know, Glenn, I, you know, I've heard that I need to, I should have X amount of dollars saved for retirement. And I'm, as I'm always curious, it's like, well, you know, where did that number come from? Because, you know, it's going to be different for everybody. Right. I mean, because, I mean, I, you know, there, there are scenarios where I see folks they will come in, they have Social Security, maybe they have a pension and maybe it's, a, you know, it's a really healthy pension. So, you know, they're going to need a lot less, you know, save for retirement because they have those income streams that are going to be coming in, you know, regardless as to what happens. You know, other times, you know, they maybe maybe they have that scenario or maybe their pension's not as big, you know, or or maybe they have a little bit bigger, bigger lifestyle desire. And then then we have to start looking at what other resources do you have and, you know, how you know, how much can you withdraw and have it last and and those kinds of things. If you don't have a pension, well, then, you know, then we look at, OK, there's Social Security in all likelihood. And then we have, you know, what did you save? But, you know, I have scenarios, Walter, where I see folks come in 
And I've seen people come in and they, you know, they have, you know, over a million dollars saved for retirement. And they're very confident. They're saying, you know what? I mean, we're, we're, we're getting ready to retire. We're going to pull the trigger and such and such. And we start having a conversation about, well, what are their lifestyle needs? And, you know, and how much do they you know, need to, you know, are they going to need to have to, you know, to live the lifestyle that they want to have? And, you know, and, and so when we start talking about that and we start looking at that, you know, they actually are not as in a good a position as they might have thought they were because they really want to do a lot, a lot more than, than what they really can based on what they have saved. On the other hand, I'll see folks come in with a lot less saved, but their lifestyle desires are, are not nowhere near as, as big or, you know, they don't they don't desire as many as many things in their lifestyle. And there's no worries. I mean, you, you know, for sure that they're going to be fine and they'll, they'll be able to make it through and they'll have more than enough. And, you know, when they pass, they'll literally pass, you know, significant you know amounts of money on to heirs. So there's not really a set amount as to whether or not you, you know, it really depends upon your particular situation. What resources do you have and what desires do you have for your retirement? You know, certainly, you know, one of the wild cards in there beyond just the, you know, the desires, you know, is, you know, is what happens if, if you end up in a long-term care situation. Now that, that might be a whole different scenario, but the most people aren't thinking about that in terms of their lifestyle and retirement. You know, that's something that maybe, you know, in most cases, if it happens, it's going to happen later. And that's a whole nother conversation about whether or not you have that that risk, you know, uh, sufficiently hedged or, you know, or, or accounted for. But when we're talking about just regular monthly retirement income, you know, that's a conversation that I think that is oftentimes, you know, folks haven't really had that conversation or haven't really been thinking about it, you know, and with the details that they need to be thinking about it. And, and then it becomes easier once you've had that conversation and once you know what you're really looking for and what to look at then we can figure out whether or not you've got enough or, or whether or not, you, you know, there's there's a need to do some other different planning as to maybe maybe it's working a little bit longer or possibly, you know, you know adjusting, you know, your, you know, your sites about, you know, maybe a, you know, some of the trips that you might be planning to take or or different things like that. And, and so it's just a matter of, you know, of, of taking a look and seeing, you know, well, where are you and what, what are your needs and what are your desires? And then we can kind of determine what's the right number or how much do you really need to have? Does that make sense, Walter? It does make sense, Glenn. And I've got one more uh, excuse that I think you may hear from time to time. And uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit there. Maybe it's in a similar direction uh, because we kind of changed around the I don't have enough money to retire. Do I think I don't have enough money to retire? And there's this other element of confidence for sure. But it's not so much maybe confidence in how much money is saved, but rather overall confidence in the plan or the planner. Have you had people say, you know, I'm just not confident enough in my portfolio or maybe it's not confident enough in my plan or my even my advisor to just walk away from work right now. So they may think they have enough money to retire, just not the confidence that I guess it's going to last. Sure. No, I mean that happens, Walter, and and we've we've had this conversation many times in, you know, in previous shows and, and you know in podcasts as to, you know, what is the skill set that you're looking for in your advisor, you know, and and or if you're to do it yourself or, you know, how do you have your money's positioned? And what what does it mean to be in different phases of life? You know, when you're working and you're in your working years and you're you're accumulating money and saving for retirement, you know that's a phase of life that that's probably the you know that not probably it definitely is the longest phase. You know, I mean, you literally start that when you're you know when you're when you're getting out of school and you know you're probably early twenties and beyond. You know, and you're saving and saving. You know, you're accumulating for you know to retire one day. But then you reach you, know, you reach the you know the the next two phases of life in terms of your financial 
financial life, and that is the the preservation and distribution phase, right? And so you know, and you're and you're not really. I, I see it on a pretty regular basis when folks come in and they say, you know what, I've got all this saved. I feel really good about what we've done. But I really am not sure, you know, how are we going to make this? How are we going to turn this money that we've saved into an income stream that we know that we can rely on and that's going to last? And, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, well, you know, are you working with an advisor now? And then, you know, I say, well, yeah, we are. But, you know, one of the reasons we're here to talk to you is because, you know, we, we just, you know, all we're really getting when we go in for those, um, you know, consultations or for, you know, for those meetings is, is that, you know, how is the portfolio doing and what kind of rate of return have we made and, you know, and those kinds of things. But, you know, we really need are seeking, you know, to it's like, well, you know, how do we, you know, how do we take Social Security? When do we take Social Security? Are we going to be able to withdraw some money out of this account or should we withdraw out of that account? And those are conversations that are just not coming up, you know, in, in our, you know, with our current plan and our current planner, you know, or our current advisor. And it's like, we know that that should be part of the conversation, but yet it's not happening. And, you know, that, that happens a lot of times, Walter, because there's, you know, when, when you're looking at advisors, advisors are different when they're in their area of, of expertise. You know, I mean, you have, you know, a, a large portion of the industry is, you know, are, you know are, are advising folks on accumulation. And when you're transitioning into the retirement years, you know, you have to, you know, you think in terms of, you know, that you want your advisor to be more skilled in the, you know, the preservation and distribution. You know, how are we going to make this money last? You know, and, you know, the rate of return is still somewhat important, but it's not as important. And it's like actually return of your money. And how long can we make this, you know, this last? And, you know, can we do some, uh, you know, tax aware planning that we that we know that we can, you know, pay the appropriate amount of taxes, but not too much in taxes? Because, you know, when you've got those IRAs and those 401ks, and oftentimes they're pre-tax dollars, you know, if you don't strategize about how to get the money out, then oftentimes you end up paying more in taxes than you than you needed to. And so I always tell folks, it's, you know, what's really the most important thing is, you know, not necessarily how much is in the account, but how much in that account do you actually get to keep and use? And that's, you know, that might sound like a weird distinction, but it, it's really the case because, you know, if you don't have a distribution plan, then you can end up, you know, end up with the distributions costing you a whole lot more than what they need to if you don't have an appropriate strategy in place. Such an important piece of the puzzle is after you've worked all these years to accumulate money for retirement, how are you going to distribute it? And not enough people have a good answer for that problem and that conundrum. So if you've got questions about anything we've talked about on the show today, if you have some of these excuses that you're kind of leaning on, we're not doing it to poke fun or anything like that. It's reality. A lot of us kind of have these crutches, these excuses that we lean on when we're not comfortable pulling the trigger for retirement. And if you have some of those, I hope today's show leaves you with some hope that there are often answers and solutions to some of these excuses that we utilize and uh, you can put yourself into a better position. If you want to pick up the phone and give Glenn a call, here's how to do it. Dial 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535. Or you can go online to greensbororetirement.com. That's greensbororetirement.com. Click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page and you can schedule a time to meet right from your smartphone or computer. Glenn, I won't make up any excuses to be with you on next week's show. You've got my word on that. How about that? All right, Walter, <laughs> we'll talk to you then. Never miss a week here on the Retirement Roadmap, and we'll be right back at it next time around here on the show. So come back and join us for another great piece of content. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you soon, right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. 